You're about to hear a preview of Partially Examined Life supporter exclusive content. To learn how to get the whole thing, check out partiallyexaminedlife.com slash support. Hey, this is your Partially Examined Life nightcap. Recording this on January 27th, 2023. How are you guys doing? Uh, well enough. I'm worn out. It's a very long, 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 long week. Dylan is apparently dealing with water in his basement, so he's not going to be here today. I was especially actually curious to find out from him. We were back in the mode of prepping for Eastern philosophy, and I didn't realize not only, of course, was he not in the, the Shuangzi, I should be able to use the new pronunciations without exaggerating. The Shuangzi, Zhuangzi, as we call it at the time, but then was also not in the Confucius, even though, of course, you know, that was much more recent. This will, I guess, be his first Chinese philosophy episode. It's definitely a different sort of experience. How are you guys? Are you back in the mode? I haven't even started reading it yet. Oh, come now. Come now. <laughs> Where is this? We're recording this two days. No, three days. Well, that's right, because we have an extra one day. It's not Sunday morning. It's, it's Monday afternoon. I, I mean, weekends are really the only time I can do this kind of stuff anymore. And I got to work this weekend, and it's going to be rough. But anyway... Did you guys re-listen to the Chuang Tzu and the Confucius? I, I got to the Chuang Tzu and half the Confucius. And the Confucius is pretty good. Yeah. I like that stuff about the Tocqueville. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> and Burke. So we picked this philosophical translation of the Lao Tzu that we're about to do. And it's the same person, Roger T. Ames, that did the Confucius that we did before. And I, I just, reading the uh, like introductory material, which is a good... 60 pages at least is much more energy is going into that than actually reading the text so far. But I don't feel like it's skippable. Oh, really? There's like a three page description, even just of the word Tao. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I'm doing Heidegger to some degree here, you know, in terms of the (laughs) getting into the language. Ready to Tao. Yes. But I think that's better than the alternative. I searched, well, you have to search T-A-O and D-A-O, both of them. And there's the multiple spellings of Lao Tzu as well. So annoying. Someone should have um, made this decision a long time ago and <laughs> stuck to it. Well, it's standard now, apparently. <laughs> but there are multiple podcasts that just go through the Tao Te Ching. But the two that I sampled are just asinine, are just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> One is like by a guy that's like, I'm going to help you get to higher levels of consciousness. When you get to higher states of consciousness, you can do ESP and stuff. <laughs> like You, can, you mm-hmm. can do supernatural things. And this is just one of many courses he has for doing that. And it's just, you know, his commentary, it's just like if some random, he'll even be like, oh, I don't know what this word means. I mean, English is not his native language. And so he'll like, look it up on the air. It's just an invitation, the vagueness of the text for chowderheads, for people. <laughs> just impose your own woo science or whatever <laughs> yeah so this will be out of my system by the time we have our real <laughs> our real discussion it's not like we don't get this in other sort of religious texts but like oh the Tao is so great it's the greatest Tao. it's the most extreme Tao. i'm overemphasizing how much of that was actually <laughs> in the text so seth what's going on with you since you have nothing to contribute about Eastern philosophy yet, apparently. I was telling Wes, I've got a recurrence of this pinched nerve in my neck, so I've got to start physical therapy next week. And it has not made the quality of life very high right now. 
If you just use the Dow, you wouldn't have to do physical therapy. Is that right? Okay. Maybe I need to have my chakras lanced or whatever it is that they do to chakras. Um, (laughs) Chakras lanced. (laughs) We're supposed to close on a house in a couple weeks, and we are just moving within the neighborhood to a different house about one street over. Uh, Oh, why? Just getting older, the house we're in, stairs and not having the outside area and the living area on the same level and Mm. trying to make more space for the kid as she gets older to have like a work room and we don't have a guest room here really. And, and I'm just trying to bowling alley extra, (laughs) not a bowling alley. No, but a workout room, which will never get used. It's actually shaping up for April to be a really interesting month. So we've got our live show the weekend of the 15th. Where are we staying? Hmm. Let's not put that in the nightcap. Why not? (laughs) Come to our hotel. Did we all stay at the same place the last time and you didn't like it, Wes, right? We did and it was fine, except for the dance club in the bottom floor. And I was in a room where I could hear it. There's that. And then um, our company sales kickoff where we do training enablement for our sales teams is the week of the 23rd or whatever that week is that starts. Shannon's having surgery on the 27th. And now my, uh, my annual guys trip with my high school friends, which we usually do in May, looks like the only time we can do it is April 8th. So I'm looking at a pretty full April as far as travel. You're providing stalkers with a chronological map of opportunities. Stalk away. But you won't even be there. You'll be moved by then. They, don't, they won't even know. Well, Wes, I know you've still been very much in Dostoevsky mode. Share some of your enthusiasm and what you have found. (laughs) Just you've been looking at podcasts and stuff about it? I'm reading it. I'm a third of the way through it. I've read it maybe twice, three times before. I've listened to a few really good podcasts on that and Dostoevsky background. Really interesting stuff, including the fact that he was sentenced to death for belonging to a socialist reading group, which it's an understandable sentence for that, but he had become interested in socialism when he was young. He was part of the intelligentsia. And then he was, the Tsar had him arrested, sentenced to death. And then he went up before a firing squad. Do you guys know the story? No. He went up before a firing squad with a bunch of other people ready, aim, Then the guard comes up on a horse and says, hey, there's a reprieve. And he went to a prison in Siberia for five years instead. So that whole thing was like a show almost execution to scare them and then to show the clemency of the Tsar. He said that experience of thinking that he was going to die. He wrote a lot about that and walking to the execution and and having all this time to think about it or having days, you know, before to think about it. And it changed his experience of the world profoundly you know heavily affected what he what he writes about and so did his experience in prison he became pretty anti-socialist in a way and he came to see human depravity in prison not just as a product of social circumstances or the types of inequalities that socialism might solve but you know he met pedophiles he met, he met people in prison who said that they Loved to torture children, for instance. Loved it. Loved to physically torture children. And that had a big influence. And you can see that in the character of Ivan, right? And the brothers Karamazov. He's obsessed with this idea that there's no way to theologically justify 
a world in which children are tortured. There's no way to redeem that, right? You can't say, oh, everything's going to be right, all right in the end. You know, it would be, we'll be in heaven and we'll be saved. Nothing can make up for that kind of horrible thing. Well, I just solved one one uh, mystery that when I was talking on the phone with Wes yesterday, I was referring to the character of Smerdyakov as Svidrigailov. And I've been listening to it as an audiobook. Like, how could I get that wrong? Well, Svidrigailov is a character in Crime and Punishment. So I didn't just make that up. Are you listening to Crime and Punishment and the Brothers Cake simultaneously? <laughs> but for some reason, I had replaced that, you know, they're, they're both weird, long SV names. And my mind had made that replacement at some point over the years, even though I've been listening to them call him Sperdakov. That's not the name that came to mind. And interestingly, he looks exactly like Smeagol. <laughs> I'm just picturing like, a, you know, how with the Christmas Carol, they'll do like the Muppet version and they'll have the Disney version. And so you get different interpretations of the characters of like, is Fozzie Bear, uh, you know, of our hero. So do we have the equivalent in Crime and Punishment? Can we have the WB version or whatever, whoever owns the New Line Cinema. So Smeagol could actually be that character they could use. By the way, you guys know the plot of the novel, right? You know how things pan out. I don't completely remember every... No, no. no. It's been a long time. I thought the most important scene where Ivan is telling Alyosha about what you were just talking about, this Grand Inquisitor scene, which is excerpted in Existentialism textbook, I was sure that that was at the end. But no, it's like already, I hit it already in the first third of the book. So I don't know what else happens now. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to say anything that spoils it, but I badly want to. But we don't want to spoil it for the listeners either. I w- They've had 300 years or 200 years, whatever it is. <laughs> I think many listeners, this might be the first time they've considered the book at all or, <laughs> or considered it since school. We have teen listeners. They might have never not be aware of this. And it's a great book. It is a, it, well... Do you think that it could have been shortened a little bit? <laughs> or do you think it is perfect the way it is so far? I like it. I mean, Dostoevsky is known for, he's not a literary craftsman who's, you know, picking and choosing every word meticulously. In fact, much of the book is dictated. He just spoke it out loud. Hmm. And you can tell that a lot of it, it's like a draft. It's like unrevised draft, but that allowed him to be very productive. He wrote a lot. So I, Look at that, and I think, you know, why do I just painstakingly <laughs> try to structure stuff and mess with stuff? Just just let it out. Have someone write it down, and there, there you are. There's your novel in the morning. But still, I mean, what, what makes it great is the characters and their aliveness. He can really write different characters, and, and even though they're all aspects of himself, in a way. So Dimitri, he was a soldier like Dostoevsky, had a gambling problem like Dimitri, for instance. He had a son, Alyosha, and in many ways, Ivan's, you know, if you look at his diaries and notebooks and stuff, all the stuff Ivan is worried about is completely autobiographical. It's just Dostoevsky. But so he's everyone in the novel. He has epilepsy, like Smirjikov. He's everyone in the novel, and yet those characters are all so distinct, and they have a vitality and a reality, which is kind of astonishing. And then you layer that with the he's good plots you know it's a gripping it's it's interesting to read and then you layer in the the philosophical stuff and that's that's dostoevsky (laughs) if that sounds like the kind of thing that you want to hear more about then please go to partiallyexaminelife.com slash support thanks for listening 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.